everybody. We are sitting here uh, watching the Phillies in the World Series. And I thought, what better opportunity than to clean out some of the articles that I saved, thinking these will be fun to talk about. And then we just never talked about them. Yeah. So let's uh, see what we got down this junk drawer rabbit hole. BuzzFeed, 19 actors who were so freaking good in movies but got zero credit for it. Oh. I'm writing down in my notes what we talked about so I know how to put descriptions. I have a feeling we're not going to know half of these, but... Oh, it doesn't say how far back it goes? No, it's just like movies of all time. 19? 19 actors. We asked the BuzzFeed community to tell us which actors delivered such good performances in movies but somehow weren't nominated for Oscars. So that's really what it was. Okay. Great performances but weren't nominated. Because the first one, I'm like, I disagree that it wasn't... Like, he definitely got credit for this, but I guess he wasn't nominated for an right, Oscar. Right, he didn't get Taron, official. Taron Edgerton in Rocketman. Oh, my God. Phenomenal. That that was an amazing movie who was nominated that year joaquin phoenix for joker adam driver in marriage story antonio banderas in pain and glory jonathan price in the two popes and leonardo dicaprio for once upon a time in hollywood joaquin phoenix won that year for joker right and i but i think like all of those actors yeah it was well deserved it's just like he like why wasn't he nominated i mean in reality you could have i don't know that once Upon a Time in Hollywood belonged in there. I mean, I didn't see it, but, like, did we really need to nominate the guy for the two popes? I don't know. I wanted to see it. I like both the guys in that movie, but, like, really? <laughs> uh, Florence Pugh in Midsommar. Oh. Which I've heard great things. Yeah, Ren but isn't it, like, horrifying? Renee Zellweger won that award for Judy. Oh, Judy, yeah. Yeah, you hear that name and you're like, why? For what? Yeah. But it's... Yeah, I always Judy. forget. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story was also nominated. Which, I loved Joker, but like, did we? Did you see Marriage Story? Right. Like, come on. Hugh Jackman and Logan. Yeah. But like... That's another one. No surprise. Like, those type of movies don't usually get. Gary Oldman won for The Darkest Hour, where he played Winston Churchill. Oh, okay. Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread. Denzel Washington and Roman J. Israel Esquire. And Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name were nominated. Hmm. Taraji P. Henson in Hidden Figures. Sure. Okay. Emma Stone won for La La Land that year. Ugh. Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Natalie Portman and Jackie was nominated that oh. year. I still want to see that movie. Yeah. I kind of forgot that movie existed. I thought Katie Holmes did. She did. There's two movies about Jackie Kennedy. And it, well, I think one of them is Katie Holmes and the other one is... Because didn't Katie Holmes also play Jackie in the that TV show with Greg Kinnear? Mm, she may have. Because that might have been why I was. That was a good. That was a good yeah. miniseries. Yeah. Um, Javier Bardem in Skyfall. The James Bond. Yeah. You should really watch those. I think I watched one. Like, I'm not saying we have to go back and watch all of them because well, I also is, haven't watched all of them. 
but watched, I've seen all of Daniel Craig's, and they are all phenomenal. I watched the, or p- at least part of the one where they find Daniel Craig in the water, and he was injured, and they bring him back to the thing. I th- oh, that might be Skyfall. But I don't remember if I, I don't think I watched the whole thing. You probably didn't. You probably just saw whatever. Think, you came in at some point when yeah. I was watching it. Yeah. I think it was the beginning. It might have just been on TV. Ooh, broke the bat. Broke the bat. Right in, <laughs> right in half. <laughs> Crack. Wow. Um. Oh, but you know who won that year? Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. Alan Arkin in Argo. Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master, another great movie. De Niro in Silver Linings Playbook, and Tommy Lee Jones in Lincoln. Silver Linings Playbook was a good movie, too, though. It was a very good movie. Sebastian Stan in I, Tanya. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That whole movie, that movie was so Oh, but you know who won good. that year? Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Oh, hands down. But, like, at least you can see, I like that they have who did win. Yeah. Because, like, okay. Willem Dafoe was nominated for the Florida Project. Some things just don't get, you know, they don't make the cut. Amy Adams in Enchanted. Didn't get recognition? Didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Who was nominated for Best Actress instead? Marion Cotillard in La Vie en Rose. She won. Kate Blanchett in Elizabeth the Golden Age, Elliot Page in Juno, Julie Christie in Away From Her, and Laura Linney in The Savages. I'm sorry, but are you really going to try and convince me that Amy Adams should have been nominated for the Best Actress Oscar for the movie Enchanted? I mean, you've never seen it. I No, I have not, but like... What? Yeah, yeah, I don't... Are you telling me that Patrick Dempsey should also have been nominated for Best Actor that year? Like, come on. It's a great movie, but I don't know that it... Maybe compared to, like, the other movies that were nominated, because I, I don't really remember them. This one is controversial. Uh-oh. I mean, I think he should have been nominated, but I don't think this movie was near as good as people made it out to be. Adam Sandler in Uncut Joms. Oh. Uncut yeah. Joms. I I don't know. Like That was the same year as Joaquin Phoenix winning for Joker. He, it was a he does a phenomenal job in that movie, but like I don't know that I would argue like, oh, he deserved to win best actor. I never would have imagined I never would have believed he had such an ability to act in a dramatic, suspenseful movie if I hadn't seen it myself. Have you never watched, like, another fucking movie that he did? This isn't the first time he's done this. You've never seen Click? You never saw fucking Punch Drunk Love? Oh, well. Which isn't a good movie, but, like... it's he, he plays a very serious role. I think that was the only thing that bothered me about that movie was, like, oh, my God, it's so different for him. And I'm like, is it, though? I mean, it, it was, yes, because, like, that was the first time where, like, there was really... Like, very little funny. Well, I guess he plays a piece of shit, which, like... He kind of always does. Mm, but not, like, this... He plays the lovable piece of shit. But this not, like, this plays, level of a piece of this shit. This one, he plays, like, a actual piece of shit. Yes. But, like, know. all of his movies, he's just, like, a tiny bit garbage, but you love him anyway. I don't know. That was just one of those movies where... It definitely was way overhyped. And either... 
either I went into it with such high expectations. I think so. And then watched it, and I'm like, that movie kind of sucked. Or it actually wasn't that good, and people were just, like, glazed by the fact that it was Adam Sandler doing, like, a very tour de force dramatic performance. I think it was way over, because we saw it, we did see it in theaters. Yeah. It was our New Year's Eve movie. But, and I don't think, like, that much later, it's not like it had been out for, you know, like, weeks and we saw it. But, like, I do think it was, like, extremely overhyped to the point where when we did see it, it was kind of like, It was uh... one of those movies where I I don't know how far in you are, and then I'm just like, is this movie ever going to fucking end? There's a lot, it has a lot of moments where it feels like the end. Well, and it's a weird, like, I say that, but then you go on the internet and people are like, oh, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And I'm like, but why? This movie isn't suspenseful after you put him in two near-death situations and he doesn't die. Yeah. I start to believe, like, so he's just not going to die. You're just going to keep taking me to the edge of belief that, oh, he's about to be murdered, and then he's not. It, I think And then when he finally does get murdered, I'm like, okay. Right. Like, I didn't really give a shit by then, because you already did this whole bit many times over. Right. And there was just a lot of, I don't know. People, like, lauded the writers and shit. And I'm like, what was the whole weird fucking opening with the gem and then his colonoscopy? And I'm like, all this shit with Kevin Garnett was super fucking weird. Why the fuck was The weekend even in that movie? There was a lot of layers to the the plot. I really believe... But why was The weekend in that movie? There was... His whole scene served no purpose other than to show Adam Sandler breaking up with his mistress. I'm like... Yeah. There's you get to the end of that movie and you're like there was literally no fucking point in you being in this movie. Well, and also that is like This was just a weird like you knew those guys and they put you in this movie and then like it just added so much more time to a movie that was already too fucking long. Well, and I guess does it just show like oh, my mistress was so hot, now she's with the weekend? Which I'm cuz And then in like, real life she was with Kanye West. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the same lady. She was with Kanye West for like 10 minutes when him and Kim Kardashian got divorced. Oh, I don't have no idea. That's when she does the, it's like right after they break up where she does like the whole like, well, I was Josh Shafty's muse in Anka Jam. Yeah. Like, she's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Now she's just going to like make bank on I followed her on social media for like five seconds because you see her in Anka Jams and you're like, holy shit, that woman is hot. And then like, yeah, and then you- in real life, you're like, hmm. You have a hot body, but, like, other than that, you're kind of a dumpster fire. Well, and also, uh, you're a bit weird. <laughs> well, it's one of those things of, like, the way you're dressed in the large majority of this movie, I'm expecting that's what your Instagram looks like, and it does not. <laughs> it's you and, like, you're one of those weird people who actually dresses the way people dress at fashion shows, and you're like, stop it. Yeah, stop right, Stop right. it. Who wears this shit in public? That's why she was with Kanye. Yeah, there's that, like, whole picture of the two of them, like, it's... Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were in, like, all denim to some event. Oh, God. But I think they all... It was weird. I forget what it was. It's super fucking weird. But, like, those two deserve each other because they're so fucking weird. Well, they're not together anymore, I assume. No, they they were together for, like, literally a month. Like, oh. it was the shortest thing you could imagine. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. And then I'm one of those people that, like, everything you do in a movie matters. Because there's so many great filmmakers like fucking Edgar Wright and Taika Waititi... And all these guys who make phenomenal movies, um, what's his name? James Gunn, 
all these guys who make phenomenal movies and like everything in that movie matters. And if it doesn't, it's a background fucking non-focal point of this movie. One of the focal points in that movie is you play The Stranger by Billy Joel. And the scene you play it in, I'm like, there. this is weirdly insinuating that no one in this movie knows like about Adam Sandler's lifestyle and who he is. And that could not be further from the truth. Right. You playing this in this scene makes no to sense. Imply that like Adam that's what Adam Sandler thinks. He thinks that like no one knows. I but guess, really... but like you don't you don't paint it that way. No. And it's not really relevant whether or not his wife knows. I mean it would I guess it would be. Cause then it adds the suspense of like he's betting like very large amounts of money. And you find out like he's basically broke. Right. Because he has a horrible gambling problem. So it add if his I wife forgot. if his wife didn't know about it, it would add to the suspense of like, oh, I'm doing this behind my family's back. But maybe it was supposed to imply that like he thinks that his family doesn't know. But they do. Cuz like the Does opening Does she know about the gambling though? She knows Yeah, about she knows about all of it cuz the opening scene with Idina Menzel is just basically her going like, "I fucking hate you." Yeah. Because it's him and their older son just, like, screaming in the bedroom. And she's like, can you shut the fuck up? Like, our kids are trying to sleep. No one gives a rat's ass about your fucking basketball game. Then you mm-hmm. find out the guy trying to kill him is her fucking brother. And I'm like, this you've added so much shit in this yeah. movie that doesn't make any fucking well, sense. Because he's a bookie, I guess. Yeah. But, like, why did it need to be her brother? That was a weird yeah. added layer I that, like... I feel like maybe we need to watch it again and see if... I tried, and it's fucking unbearable. If, did we miss something? I tried watching it, and I don't know how far in I got. And I'm like, I can't fucking watch this. I think I watched the whole thing again. And I'm like, no, it's not better the second time. Like, I'll watch it again and see if we missed something. But I just, I don't fucking know. It's just weird. It's a weird movie. It's not as suspenseful as everybody makes it out to be. Like, I've seen tons of movies that have a lot more suspense than that. Yeah. I've seen Zodiac. <laughs> I've seen... Gothica's pretty suspenseful. Um, what's that one with Hugh Jackman? Passengers? No. Prisoners? Prisoners. Where he beats the shit out of that guy. Ugh. Him and Terrence Howard. I almost said Don Cheadle, and that's not who that is. That's yeah. who replaced him in the Iron Man and Marvel franchise. Um, yeah. Okay, what else? Do I've seen here? Suspense. Uh, Michael Fassbender and Shame. Didn't. In what? Shame. Oh, no. It's such an uncomfortable movie to watch, but Michael Fassbender makes it worth it. Sex addiction isn't something you see much in TV oh. or film, but he plays the part just perfectly, and even with a subtle self-loathing. I mean, you do in that Don Juan. Oh, God. You're talking <laughs> about was, fucking bad movies. That was terrible. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Shame on you. It was really you. bad. Shame on you. I mean, Scarlett Johansson, isn't it? Tony Danson, I'm not really surprised about, but because no, that's like who he uh, also Scarlett Johansson, I'm not surprised. Yeah, she's been in some some stinkers. Yeah, but like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I feel like was in decent movies, and then all of a sudden that came out, and you're like, Ugh. I watched it because I was hoping it would be something better, but it wasn't. I was hoping it'd be funnier, and yeah, like a lot of it was just kind of uncomfortable, and, and I'm like, okay. Uh, Jean Dujardin won for The Artist. I was super pissed oh. that year. Because that was a fucking silent film. And I'm like, what fucking year is it? What? Some silent Netflix movie fucking won? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it won Best Picture. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think it did. Because I'm one of those people. Sorry. Don't at me. 
I'm one of those people who wonders, like, why is my Netflix in America littered with Bollywood movies, mm-hmm. yet I can't watch a fucking show from England? Yeah. Yeah, well, right. And I'm not one of those, like, anti-subtitles people. I'll watch it with subtitles. But, like, there's tons. You talk about, oh, all this entertainment from all over the world. Where? Right. Where am I supposed to uh-huh. watch this? Well, they have a lot of K. It's not K-pop, but they have a lot of, like. There's a lot of weird Korean shit. Yeah, there's a lot Korean of weird Indian right shit. Now. And I'm like, yeah. and I get it. Two bears, one cave in your mom's house. I'm supposed to download that fucking VPN thing and pay so I can, so the people on my internet don't know where I am and don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, but like. And I can go, I can change my settings in Netflix that I'm in a different country and then I can watch the Netflix in that country. I don't understand any part of any it's, of that. Well, what it's designed for is security so that like. Oh no, I get it, but that's not what they're marketing it no. as. Your mom's house marketed as like. Right, you can... Oh, are you watching porn and you don't want people to know you're watching porn? Download this and people won't know that. And I'm like, who cares? But they also won't know where you're watching it. And then it's the whole thing of like, Bert on two, the one two bears I just watched. Or maybe something's burning, whatever one it was. He, like, it's that whole, you right. can change your location settings to England and you can watch English Netflix. Or you can change them to Brazil and watch Brazilian Netflix. And I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. Why would anyone want to do this? But I also don't know that the show I want to watch is going to be on there. <laughs> yeah, I have to look up, like, what region of Netflix is this available in? Right, because, like, we want to watch old seasons of um, Taskmaster. Well, I, I don't know that that's on Netflix, period. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Or you can pay for their app, which I feel like I've right, heard from so... many people is not worth it. Shame, shamefully, but it's also the first year they've done it. Still in a new thing. Um, Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers. This is not the first time I... I've heard this, but like you won't convince me that Jennifer Lopez playing a stripper should be nominated for Best Actress. Right. Laura Dern won for Marriage Story. Oh, that's interesting. Kathy Bates won for Richard Jewell. Another terrible movie. Rick, oh, you yeah. enjoyed it, and I fell asleep because it was boring as shit. It was very shit. slow. It was very slow. Oh, that movie was boring. Florence Pugh for Little Women, Margot was... Robbie and Bombshell. I still want to fucking watch Bombshell. I forgot yeah. that movie existed. And Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Ooh. Jojo Rabbit was a good movie. Sure. It was. I enjoyed it. I didn't like it. I liked it. She was robbed. I heard so much about how wonderful she was. And I was finally able to see it for myself and was absolutely blown away. Every single fiber of her being was in that character. I was shocked that she didn't even get nominated. Are you serious? It's Jennifer Lopez. Well, I don't know. Like, I I don't remember hearing much about. I heard from, like, tons of people that, like, oh, she should be nominated. It was, like, the same thing with Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. And I'm like, it's Jennifer Lopez playing a stripper. What? Right, like, that, did that movie seem like it was going to be Oscar material? Well, I guess, like, there's strippers that rob people or whatever. Like, right. there's more to it than just her being a stripper. It's the story of who, d- who did that in there. Cardi B? No. She was a stripper who robbed people. Yeah, but it's not like a biopic no, 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 about no, no, Cardi B. No, it's Cardi not. B might also be in that movie, which is even worse. But I think... She's a garbage person. I don't care for anything she's ever done. Yeah. And like, I listen to rap music, so it's not like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't care for rap music. I've tried, and I'm like, 
this is all terrible. This is all terrible. And I really don't like the fact that we just glossed over that she used to drug men and rob them. Yeah. And, like, no one talked about it. She said it, and then we're just like, okay, and moved on. And I'm like, yeah. if that was a fucking dude, which it was, it was Bill Cosby, and we all lost our fucking minds well, about he, it. I mean, he didn't rob people, but. Yeah, I mean, he robbed them of, out of something else. Of their dignity. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even still, like, it, oh, it's fine. She had to do what she had to do to get by. And it's like, well, that's why she was stripping. Yeah. It's but like, like, but did she, though? But did she have to I also, that? like, I feel like I would be okay if you robbed people. Because you know there again, like, you, you, know were, who else? you were doing what you had to do. But you lose me at, like, oh, I used to drug men and knock them out and then rob them. Like, no, you that's where you lose that? me. Diane Warnos, or whatever her first name is. Eileen? Eileen. The monster. Yeah. That's what she did. But then she also murdered them. But What's she did name? rob them first. Charlize Theron. That's her name. Yeah. Yeah. Trevon- I always forget her first name. Trevante Rhodes and Moonlight. I didn't see Moonlight. Yeah. I mean, I heard a lot about it, though. Oh, who won? Mahershala Ali in Moonlight. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Naomi Watts in Mulholland Drive. I think that's a scary movie. Mulholland Drive? However you pronounce it. That's, that sounds Halle nice. Berry won for Monster's Ball. Oh, that's an older movie, then. Nicole Kidman was nominated for Moulin Rouge. Oh. Ew. I guess Jennifer Lo- Jennifer Lopez could have been nominated. Renee Zellweger for Bridget Jones's Diary. For the first. Fuck off that you nominated her for Best Actress for, for that first one? fucking shit show, I, I guess. I love those movies. Ew. Yeah, because the, the second and third one probably weren't nominated. Why was the first one? Oh, she's so terrible. Oh my I God. wanted to see Judy. Those movies are so funny. Though. I wanted to see Judy because, like, Judy, the trailer dropped, and I'm like, "Oh, so you're, you want to be a serious actress now? Like, you're actually taking this seriously?" And then everything else I've seen her in, I'm like, "This is fucking hot well, garbage." Everything else has been just like rom coms. Hot garbage. Sure. She was in a movie. With shameful that having... shameful that you are dragging Colin Firth down with you. I mean, he agreed to do this movie, so All like, it's not it's not her fault. But... Because. They I mean, did really well. I mean, no one is shocked that Hugh Grant is in those movies. No, but No one is. But I've said it on the show. You want to have a different opinion about Hugh Grant? You watch Paddington 2. Changed my whole perspective on you Hugh Grant. You watched that long-ass movie we watched. What was that movie we just watched where he's like... Oh, The Gentleman? Great yeah. movie. Where I was like, what is happening? He's got that real Cockney accent in that movie. Oh my god. And he dies at the end. Spoiler alert. It was. I mean, it was a good movie, but it's... Great movie. I loved that movie. Kind of forgot about it. Charlie Hunnam. I'm trying to think who else is in it. I don't remember, but I remember it being like. I also don't remember. I think it got slow there for like a little minute, and then it picked back up. Yeah. Good movie though. Um, Cynthia Arivo, in now see here's where you lose me because this was a great performance, in a very bad movie. Cynthia Arivo. In Bad Times at the El Royale. That's another one where I'm like, should I watch this again? I feel like, yeah. I was so pumped for that movie. Because we saw it in theaters, and I'm like, ugh. We were so pumped because, like, the storyline was just amazing. Oh, my God. That was the same year that Vice came out, because Amy Adams was nominated for Vice. Oh. Great movie. That Yeah, that was a really good movie. Oscar Isaac for Inside Lewin Davis. Good movie. I watched it. 
That's a Coen Brothers movie. Oh, really? Oh, the winner that year? Matthew McConaughey. Don't ask me for what, because he's only ever been nominated for one movie, and he won. And he has not been nominated since. I don't remember what it was, though. Dallas Buyers Club. That's it. That was a great movie. It was a good movie. Christian Bale and American Hustle. And Leonardo DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, I think he should have won for The Wolf of Wall Street, but... Aquafina in The Farewell. Sure. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Hmm. Oh, that was the year Joaquin Phoenix won for The Joker. Tessa Thompson in Little Woods. Sure. Yeah, I don't... Andy Serkis in The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I mean, if we're being honest, Andy Serkis in literally anything he's ever done. Right. Like he's the guy we're like, who's that? He's the guy in Black Panther. He's the other white guy who's not Martin Freeman. It's I like know who he is arm. now, but like, but he's, he's also Gollum. He's Gollum, and he's the fucking monkey in the newer Planet of the Apes movies. Right. He plays like the guy like, in the CGI. He does tons of these things, and he's not nominated for any of them. And it's like, why? Where would he go? Best actor or best supporting actor. Because yeah. sure, you're not physically seeing him, but it's right, him. He is. He's doing the voice and the movements and like, yeah, and yeah. it's all motion capture. So it's him doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know, like, would it be under, like, I don't know, like something else. And finally, I still have to see this movie, god damn it. James McAvoy in Split. Oh, I'm surprised that didn't get nominated. He plays 24 different personalities yes. in that movie. How are you not nominated and, for Best Actor? Also, it's not like... Ew! Who actually won? So your nominees are Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic. Sure. Ryan Gosling in La La Land. Denzel Washington in Fences, which I still want to see that movie too. Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge pass and the fucking winner that year was casey affleck for manchester by the sea oh i remember that yeah you remember that because he won after the internet was like this man is a sexual predator oh yeah and the oscars were like and the award goes to casey affleck and then he like ceased to fucking exist <laughs> yeah and everyone was like "Ooh, did you not get the memo or I mean, it was the same bullshit as, um, and the award goes to Green Book. Right. Well, but it didn't come out until afterwards that that movie was a bit. No, I'm pretty sure, suspect. like, people knew about it. Oh. <laughs> no, what came out afterwards was during the acceptance speech. Because you think that movie's about Mahershala Ali. And then the acceptance speech is like, oh, Viggo Mortensen's character, Viggo Mortensen's character, Viggo Mortensen's character. And it's like, oh, so this weird reverse driving Miss Daisy is about the white guy. Right. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> a movie you think is going to be about, like, the black character is about the white character. Well, I mean, people said it on the internet for, like, the second the trailer dropped, where it's like, did we really need you to make a movie in the year that this movie came out where it's a black guy in the South teaching a white guy how to eat fried chicken? Or no, it's a white guy in the South teaching a black mm -hmm. guy how to eat fried chicken. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then you talk about this at Easter, and my uncle's just like, I liked that movie. And I'm like, of course you did. 
It's like, oh. You're an older Jewish white man. Of course you do. <laughs> right. It's like, there's really nothing for you to not like. So, uh, this is... Oh, this is a ranker list, so we can whatever number you want me to start at. You want me to like, do ten I and kind of jump around. I just ranker because they're fucking Halloween shit that they've been putting on Facebook. I'm like, oh, see, I don't follow ranker anymore. I follow. I don't either, but they come like, up as suggested. Well, no, I follow like weird history is one of them, and then that like there's pages that I follow that will share the articles because they're about actors or whatever. Um. Ranker came up as like a suggested and their thing was like it's been a whole bunch of horror things i'm like no 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 i don't want to see this we're this, almost out of spooky season and i the, made it so far the spookiest time of the year at least i haven't had to see i know i'm here philly um so this is actors and actresses who have somehow never even been nominated for oscars okay so do you want me to do how, what, how many? Ten. Uh, it's ranker, so this could be like oh, a million. Oh, like ten. Oh, like a thousand. Go fifteen. Starting at fifteen. Mm-hmm. Number fifteen, Bruce Willis. What? Jeff Daniels. Bruce Willis has never been nominated for anything. No, this is for an Oscar. Oh. Right. right. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Hold on. Go away, Ad. If it wasn't for this podcast, shit, I wouldn't have Facebook anymore. Actors and actresses who have somehow never even been nominated for Oscars. Okay. Number so 15. So I guess he could have won, like, a Golden Globe or something. Oh, he's Still. definitely won awards, but it's just Still. Oscars. I would have thought he would have won something for The Sixth Sense. Oh, I didn't think about The Sixth Sense. I feel like Die Hard, probably not. It's a, it's a very popular movie, but... I mean, when Die Hard came out, probably he could have. I mean, fucking Rocky won Best Picture. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Bruce Willis, number 15. Jeff Daniels. I think Jeff Daniels is also surprising. Who's he? Uh, he was in the Tron? news. No, that's Jeff, that's Jeff Bridges. Bridges. He was in the newsroom, and he was in oh, Dumb and uh, Dumber. Uh-huh, he's yeah. the one where he's in Dumb and Dumber, and then you see him in like one of his more serious things. And you're like, there's no way this is the same fucking yeah, person. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I love Jeff Daniels. Speaking of Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey. I'm not surprised. Mm. Um, his movies are 99% Yeah, coming. but like, the number 23, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But I don't think any of them had, like, enough. But he... to even be nominated is the point of this article. Not yeah, they didn't win, but yeah, they've not even I been guess. nominated. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind could have, <clears throat> that movie could have been could have had oscar what's listed in his thing here eternal sunshine because they have like underneath like here's what we think they should have been nominated for i guess um oh andy kaufman and man on the moon man on the moon was a good movie actually though that is one of those movies that it's a great movie why wasn't it nominated yeah because it was a fucking great movie i don't like it but oh and the one that definitely should have been nominated for and he should have won truman burbank in the truman show yes He's in another serious movie. I love you, Philip Morris. No, no, that was a little bit funny. A little bit, but I don't think it's as funny as like his other ones. Fun with Dick and Jane, the number twenty-three. There was that weird one that came out like a year ago, yeah. where it's also like a weird, scary movie, and people hated it. Mister Popper's Penguins. <laughs> it's definitely not that. Um, Ace Ventura. It's not any of those. Pet Detective. Like. 
Liar, liar. Me, and myself, he, and Irene. So, I think the cable guy might be the cutoff. Oh, the cable Like, guy. before any, like, Dumb and Dumber, Liar, Liar, The Mask, The Pet Detective. A movie I really think you should watch is The Cable Guy. I think you would enjoy it more than you think you would. Probably. It's just, I can't. But while you figure that out, we'll move on. Emily Blunt, which... Yeah. But what for? Well, yeah. Listed here is Sicario, which I didn't see. The Girl on the Train, which I didn't see. And The Devil Wears Prada. Well, which she like, was also in. I'm not nominating you for The Devil that? Wears Prada. The Quiet One. A Quiet, a quiet place? place? Yeah. Like, why not that one? Yeah, she did phenomenal in A Quiet Place. She was in that movie about clean Sunshine Cleaners or something like that. Sunshine Cleaning? Yeah. This article is about to lose out because it keeps not fucking loading. And it's really pissing me off. Hmm. I can't. Yes, man. But that's not. No, it must have just been the number 23. So, Emily Blunt. Rita Hayworth. Maureen O'Hara. Sure. Martin Sheen. Hmm. That's surprising. But for what? Well, this has listed Badlands, Apocalypse Now, and The Departed. Number eight, Kevin Bacon. For what? Footloose? Murder in the First, Apollo 13, Mystic River, and The Woodman. I think he might be an overrated actor. Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh. Kurt Russell. For what? Miracle. That weird Christmas movie? The Christmas Chronicle? Yeah. It was a good movie. Right. But. Miracle. The Hateful Eight. And Bone Tomahawk. The Hateful Eight was also very good. You talk about movies that I don't think get appreciated at the awards, especially the Oscars. I think it's Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm. Number five. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Which is funny to know that Nicole Kidman was nominated for Best Actress and he was not nominated for Best yeah. Actress. Hmm. I mean... Ooh, number four. John Goodman. But again, for what? Barton Fink, The Big Lebowski, and Inside Lewin Davis. That, um, you know, the scary one. Oh my god, 10 Cloverfield yeah. Lane? Holy shit, he should have been nominated yeah, for that movie. that one. Donald Sutherland. For what? MASH, Ordinary People, Cold Mountain, and Pride and Prejudice. Isn't he the old man in um, The Hunger Games? Gold? <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue. He's <laughs> President Snow in The Hunger Games. Yeah. He's also Kiefer Sutherland's dad. I know that. I was just letting you know, because you threw out like a horrible movie as an example, and I'm like... I don't know who the fuck you think this is. He's probably in that movie, he but... He plays... I'm pretty sure he plays the dad. Number two, Steve Buscemi. What? In what? Ghost World, Fargo, and the comedic masterpiece that is The Death of Stalin. We I... watched... You watched that movie. Don't act like you didn't I see that movie. I don't remember it. The, you saw that movie. It's him and Jeffrey Tambor. 
What's it about? I don't care who's in it. Those names mean nothing to me. You know who Jeffrey Tambor is. He's the fucking dad in Arrested Development. And yes, he is in Fool's Gold. Sure. It doesn't surprise me. He's done a lot of shit. He's the voice of Simply. When you hear those commercials, that's Donald Sutherland. Anyways. um, That's the one where it's Stalin's, like, cabinet. And Stalin oh, dies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The fucking movie is hysterical. A yeah. comedic... I. I will go, this is the hill I will die on. I don't know how many people disagree with me on it, but, like, that is a comedic masterpiece. It will, yeah, I remember that now. It's very funny. They all keep kneeling in his piss because like, he's dead and just void his bowels. Well, they, no, they're, did someone fall? Doesn't, he, doesn't one of them faint? No, they're at the funeral and Steve Buscemi wants to talk to somebody. So he tells oh, Jeffrey oh. Tambor to switch places with him. And he's like, it's fine. We'll just make it look like it's part of the ceremony. Like, you just come where I am and I just go where you are. And Steve Buscemi, like, walks, like, side shuffles over and then stands in front of Jeffrey Tambor. And Jeffrey Tambor is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Go back to your spot. (laughs) It's so funny. And number one, Alan Rickman. Yeah. For Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Sense and Sensibility. Michael Collins and Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Also, who's a Harry Potter? No, I don't know who those movies were really Oscar material. Also, Die Hard. Even if you don't nominate Bruce Willis, watch fucking Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Holy shit, is that performance good? That movie could suck, and that performance (laughs) is still like top tier level of performances. And I mean, they pushed that man off a building and didn't tell him it was going to happen. That's why the look on his face at the end of that movie oh, is what right. it is. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're going to count down from five or whatever. And they were just like, five, push. <laughs> I'm just going to look. John Totoro, Richard Gere, Dennis Quaid. But for what? Randy Quaid. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was going to say, <laughs> what? For Shitter Swamp? <laughs> I think that's your only option. <clears throat> Colin Farrell. Also, you listed movies for Colin Farrell. Why is the phone booth not one of them? That movie was fantastic. <laughs> Don't fucking laugh. That movie was so good. I love that movie. Oh, I just got staring at this phone booth for 45 minutes. Actually, probably two hours. There's a man d- trying to kill him. Okay. Kiefer Sutherland has a gun pointed right at him, and he answers the phone. And it's like, if you hang this phone up, I'm just going to fucking kill you. If this bus goes under 55 miles an hour, it's going to blow up. Okay, speed's a good movie. Just, just, at least, well, you see a little bit outside the bus in speed. You see a lot outside the phone booth in phone booth. (laughs) You say so. I don't know who these people are. Oh, Jeffrey Wright's a good one. Demi Moore. She wasn't nominated for Ghost? Delroy Lindo, who you would know to see. I was just seeing if there's anybody. Mia Farrow. For what? I don't know. Rosemary's Baby, The Purple Rose of Cairo, and Hannah and Her Sisters. Oh. All movies I have never seen. No. Renee Russo. Well, I mean, Rosemary's Baby I've heard of. but Oscar Isaac. There's not really anybody else that really... Cameron Diaz. Oh, being John Malkovich. The other... The other woman? Any Given Sunday or Vanilla Sky. 
Yeah, there's not really anybody else that really stands out to me as like. Well, that's a... why I was like, how long of a. Oh, there's only 38. <laughs> I didn't want to go down too far because after a while. It's oh like, yeah, I... are you just grabbing at straws? Like yeah. This person was kind of good in this movie, then maybe they should have been in this. Um. Oh boy. Oh. Whew. That looks like a home run. Here's one. 34 people who were given the name, the job of naming a baby and probably shouldn't have been. Uh-oh. We might not do all 34, but considering we're very close to having our second child. We, right, are we have no normal. Mere baby. weeks away. But it's still fun. To like, yeah, yeah. But we have normal. Here's a bunch of idiots. So this is BuzzFeed. We recently did a post where we asked people to share the unusual backstory of how they or someone they know got their name. And they delivered, all caps, some wild stories. Oh, God. My mom wanted us both to have a middle name that started with K, but I guess... Oh, my fucking sweet God. Oh, no. Someone's middle name just K? Nicole. Oh. K-N-A-C-O-L-E. Nacole. Nacole? Nacole. That's Na Nacole. Oh, oh, yeah. Exactly how you think it sounds. No, clearly it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was all she could come up with instead of literally any other K name. I mean, could be worse. At least it's your middle name. It could be worse. You could be Kimberly K. Crawl. Right. In the 1980s. <laughs> yeah, in this area. You could not get an embroidered jacket in high school because your initials were K, K, K. <laughs> and for some reason, no one thought that was a problem. Well, because I don't think, like, monograms were, like, as popular. As yeah, that. but even if monograms weren't popular. Right, you still. Frank, I loved you. You didn't think. Your daughter's initials being KKK may have been a problem. Right. Maybe that's a bad idea. Um, I had a family friend whose dad wanted a boy and insisted that the next child be named after him. When it turned out to be a girl, he didn't even use a feminine version. She just went. She was just a girl named George. Oh, no. By the time I knew her, she had a great sense of humor about it. Oh, my God. My name is George. How do you do? Now you're going to die. Oh, my God. That's what that, that's the energy that's giving me. My friend recently told me that his grandmother saw a really pretty name on a flyer and told his parents how much she liked it. The parents agreed and ended up giving him the name. It was a flyer for a missing child. <laughs> oh, 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 that's terrible. That's amazing. Oh. That is amazing. Oh. I love that story. I mean, not that like the missing family, the missing kids family know that or anything, but that's terrible. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, I really love the name of that girl. What's in... that name? What's the name? Doesn't say. Oh. I really love the name of that girl in um. Oh fuck! What the hell's the name of that one? Abducted in plain sight. <laughs> my oldest three children are named after the X Men. Logan for Wolverine, Storm Aurora for Storm, and Rogue. They all have the same father who was X-Men obsessed, and I really didn't have any ideas. I'm sorry, you have a middle daughter named Storm? Storm Aurora. Everyone asks my brother if our parents are fans of Saved by the Bell, because his name is Zach Morris. But they didn't even know that show until after they named him. Oh, no. My sister was named after my imaginary friend. She was going to be she was going to be named Grace, but as my mom's pregnancy progressed, it became clear that that was not going to fit. Purd. So I had an imaginary friend named Kathleen. Ew. What? Who names their imaginary friend Kathleen? What the fuck? And my mom liked it. 
and named my sister that. Basically, my imaginary friend became my real lifelong friend. Heart emoji. Ew. That ended pretty queerly. It did. It took a turn. A coworker loved He-Man and wanted to name their wanted their baby to have a name for the He-Man universe. The wife was said absolutely not. He suggested Marlena. The wife said it was a pretty name, so that's what they went with. Guess what? He-Man's mother's name is Marlena. Oh well. Okay. His wife was not happy when she found out later. Yeah, well. My mother announced she and her father, who had been married for only. She and my father. I was gonna Sorry, say. apologies. My mother announced she and my father, who had only been married for two years, were expecting a baby. My asshole grandmother said it was a dumb idea and that having a kid wasn't something to do as a lark. Hence, my middle name is Lark. They were married 37 years before she died, so it all worked out. Wow. My name is Carly Dale. I'm named after cars and race car driver. Oh, no! Dale Earnhardt. Oh, God. Oh my God. That probably would have been me if I was born in the 90s. I was going to say, is that like traumatic for you? Because that definitely would have been your name. I probably would have been named Dale and they would have just, because I was supposed to be a boy and they would have just kept it. Probably. Probably. Your middle name would have been like The Intimidator. It would have been. It would have literally been Kelly The Intimidator Lynn. Or no, Smith. Sorry. I would, I said your actual middle name. <laughs> It would have been Kelly the Intimidator Kelly Smith. Kelly Lynn the Intimidator Smith. It would have been K-T-I-S. It would have been your initials. What's the T stand for? The? Well, they would drop the the. The the is silent. Yeah. <laughs> What's your middle name? Um, Intimidator? Intimidator. <laughs> oh Here's God. the pictures of the... Where are the ambulance took him? We have... I know you do. That's the joke. God, I mean, I can't, I can't make too much judgment because, like, our child is named after a fucking movie character, but like, but it's a real name. Yeah, Anthony is a real. I name. mean, Carly is a real name. Too. Well, Dale is also a real name. Yeah, but like, a weird name, but Dale is also a real name. Yeah, that one's just like to know you're named. That's Carly. a name. That's a name when you put thought to it. It's like I don't think I've ever met anybody named Dale. Is that because Dale Earnhardt died? People were just like, no, that's retired now. They can't use that name anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think it's just not. Like, I'm surprised Disney wasn't like, we're changing Chippendale to Chippendale Jr. I mean, Dale Jr. is still. He did die near Disney World, so. Yeah, you have the pictures to prove it. (laughs) Daytona. (laughs) Daytona General Hospital or whatever it is (laughs) down there. (laughs) You know, you got to go pay homage. My name is. Jagoda, which means blueberry in Polish. Oh, that's fun. My parents came up with this name after the nurse who brought me to them, who brought me to them after I was born dressed in a knitted purple hat. (laughs) (laughs) I also had huge dark blue eyes, so they called me a blueberry, and I love it. Oh, okay. That was in parentheses at the end. My sister's baby names are currently the talk of the family. Uh-oh. She and her husband met at college in a musical performance program, so they are naming their children based on musicals. Their first daughter is named Truly from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, okay. not the alcoholic beverage. <laughs> Unusual, but a pretty cute name once we got used to it. Her second daughter, Sai. She's currently two months old, and everyone is struggling to come up with a nickname that my sister will accept. Her name... Her name is Adelweiss. Oh, no! Oh! 
Why? From the sound of music. Why? Edelweiss? Edelweiss. Edelweiss. Why? I mean, it is technically in America, probably Edelweiss, but... Because you don't pronounce the W like a V. Oh, so she literally spelled it like Edelweiss. She spelled it the way it's spelled. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it is Edelweiss. Yeah. Why? Because you like the sound of music. So why didn't you use like a name? Why don't you call it Julie? Or like after a, Julie Andrews. Or like a, the name of the kids in that movie, not Edelweiss. I don't know. It sounds like Adolf also. Also, it sounds like anal vice. <laughs> that kid's going to get relentlessly bullied. Yeah, that's just like, that's one of those names where it's maybe a middle name. That could have been a middle name. I named my son Braddock after watching the dog show and seeing a dog named Braddock. Oh, God. I just love the name and it's stuck. My husband hates it when I tell that story. I mean, I'm named after a street. I knew a girl, technically. Yes. Yes and no, depending on which parent you ask. No, if you ask my mom, she'll tell you I'm named after the road. She later found out that the road was named after Grace Kelly. I'm named after Kelly Drive in Philadelphia. Weird. But after the fact, they found out that Kelly Drive was named after Grace Kelly. Weird. That's so weird. My mom really likes the road. It's the road right in front of Boathouse Row. I know, but it's still weird. Who? Naming your child after Kelly Drive screams like, I was the one eating horse shit when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Well, but at the time, like, I don't no, it's not. I'm like, the one marching down Broad Street when the Phillies win. But I'm not named like Citizens Bank Park. Like, I don't, it's a normal. What are your initials? CBP. <laughs> like, but it's you know I wasn't really named after. It's not Grace Kelly. I knew a girl <laughs> named Taryn. She was named after one of Freddy Krueger's victims in the Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. Frankly, I thought it was kind of cool. I went to high school with a girl named Nikki Nicole. Her dad gave the middle name not knowing Nikki was short for Nicole. What a dumbass. What? My dad re- Oh, sweet Jesus. My dad really enjoyed the movie. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, no. And thought that Jessica Rabbit was so sexy. So here I am, named after an animated character with big boobs. I mean, if Jason had girls, he probably would have tried for Jessica Rabbit. He had a real thing for her. My brother's middle name is E. My mom didn't realize she had to spell out the full name, which was supposed to be Edward. So she just put E on the birth certificate. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) My former history professor was named... Oh my god. My former history professor was named Wendy. Because her mother drove past a Wendy's billboard when she was pregnant. (laughs) Hey, why not? My name was supposed to be Samantha, but my shit dad was in jail and happened to see a character named Cecily on All My Children. He called my mom as soon as he could and told her that's what he wanted my name to be. My mom liked it, but didn't know how to spell it and never bothered to look it up. So she she added an extra E, making my name... (laughs) Cecily? C-E-C-I-L-E-Y. Oh. My parents were going to name me Summer, but I was born five days before Christmas, so they named me Courtney. Ew. C-O-R-T-N-E-Y. Gross. Gross. 
I mean, if you're gonna go with the O R, you need it should be a K. Gross. Weird. When I was pregnant with my daughter, my one-year-old son was just learning to speak. Uh oh. He loved picking daisies in the garden and would present them to me, saying, "Daisy." I thought it'd be cute if he would say his sister's name, Daisy, is now 14, and I still love her name and how she got it. Okay. Okay. That didn't go the way I was expecting yeah, it to go. Yeah, it came around. When I was pregnant with my son, my husband and I were watching Sleeping Beauty with our three-year-old daughter. Prince Philip's horse... Prince Philip's horse's name is Samson. And I commented that I liked the name. It was a good, strong, solid name. My husband got all excited and started talking about Samson as a name for our son. I was like, I was talking about for a horse. <laughs> Samson is now seven years old. We joke that when he's older, he's not allowed to date anyone named Delilah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Delilah was also a horse in that movie. I'm pretty sure Samson loved Delilah and she killed him. She cuts his hair off. I don't know any of that, so sure. Yeah. You're probably correct. I, yeah. I think there might only be one I horse. I think Samson is the guy who gets his power from his hair. Not a clue. And she chops it off. My name is Marena, after my grandmother, Reina. I'm going to say Rena, because that's how it's spelled. My grandmother was born at home with the assistance of a midwife. After my grandmother was born, the midwife was filling our out the paperwork. It says our the paperwork, but it's out the paperwork to get a birth certificate. My great-grandmother wanted to name her Irene, but the midwife put down Rena. We have no idea why. My boyfriend, Gage, was named after the little boy that gets hit by a truck in the book slash movie Pet Cemetery. Ah! Kinda weird, kinda cool. I had a relative who named his daughter Diana. He and his wife split. He got remarried and had another kid. Couldn't think of a name for the first three years of her life. Her legal name was Baby Girl. <gasps> then he finally thought of a name, Diana. She grew up and was so pissed, she decided to keep baby girl. She's in her 40s now and still goes by BG. It's definitely better than Diana, too. What the hell? My parents wanted an old, unique name for me. So where do you go in the 90s to find those? Graveyards. Oh. They picked a name from an old gravestone, made no changes at all, first and middle name, and gave it to me. That grave is still there, and they have taken me to see it before, so I am named after some random dead lady. I recently found out my parents chose the initials for my brother and me from a license plate. We're both A-E-H because of a piece of government-issued metal. Hmm. My grandmother had a dog that escaped with a lead on and hung himself. I was named after him. Oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> my parents hadn't been able to come up with a name for me. When my dad found a Shannon sticker on the bottom of his boot, he peeled it off and told my mom he had the perfect name. My mom suggested the name Kelly... But my dad was only half paying attention and thought she said Callie. They both liked Callie, though, so my name came from a typical guy not listening. Hmm. Fuck off. That ended so stupidly. Yeah. Um, my dad found my name in a fairy, fairly popular book series based off of a Dungeons and Dragons game. My mom liked it, and now I'm named after an elvish princess. Okay. The two names my mom was deciding between were Charlotte and Samantha. Uh-oh. She claims the second she saw me, she knew neither name was right and named me Miranda instead. The most entertaining part of this is that I was born in the 80s, long before Sex in the City was a thing. Weird! My mom stole my name. 
She was pregnant at the same time as one of her co-workers, and both me and the co-worker's baby were due around the same time. My mom and dad were convinced that I was going to be a boy, so they only ever talked about boy names. She says that even the doctor said I would be a boy based on the sonogram. Meanwhile, the co-worker was going to have a girl and told everyone who asked what she was going to name her. Well, guess who was born first? And guess what name? Guess what name was the only name that came to my mom's mind when she gave birth and discovered that I was in fact a girl? Uh-oh. There's more to this one. The co-worker ended up changing the name of her daughter when she gave birth a week later, after she heard my mom had already named me. My mom left that job not long after I was born, so I never really heard anything about else about the co-worker, but if I were her, I would have been furious. 30 years later, my mom still doesn't get why the co-worker changed her baby's name. According to my mom, my name would have been the same if I was born second, but who knows? I think it's just her guilty conscience speaking. Whatever helps you sleep at night, mom. There were twins in my high school class named Sugar Sparks and Spice Sparks. What? My friend was named after the doctor that performed his mom's boob job. My dad was obsessed with the Irish band Clanad and named me after their singer, Marie Brennan. Imagine having your name... Oh. It's M... I think A with like the... Oh. Asterisk looking thing. Yeah. Not really asterisk, like the... Yeah. Almost a apostrophe kind of looking thing. A-I-R-E. Pronounced like Moira in the U.S. I can't tell you how many times I've been called mare, like a female horse. <laughs> and that was the last one. That's funny. I really like the one where she just put eeg, but she didn't know you had to write it out. She just put eeg. She didn't have to write the whole thing out. Oh, my God. I named my daughter Wendy because I drove past a Wendy's billboard when I was pregnant. I mean, those are all things where, like, for the most part, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be obvious, like, what you were named after. Yeah, I guess. I mean, except for the one who was named after the kid from Pet Cemetery, Like, that's weird. That was very weird. Because that's a weird name. Because wasn't it, like, Gage or something? Gage. It's a very strange name. Yeah. Um, this one could be fun for you more so than me. Every single Will Ferrell movie ranked from worst to best. Daddy's Home 2. I would definitely, I didn't see it, but I would agree. The Ladies' Man. A Night at the Roxbury. The House. I liked that movie. Yeah, so did I. But I guess, like, maybe compared to his other Semi-Pro. Zoolander 2. Bewitched. Land of the Lost. I think Bewitched and Land of the Lost should be way lower. Get Hard. That should also be lower. Daddy's Home. Lower. Terrible. So terrible. Superstar. Winter Passing. Superstar should probably be higher. Winter Passing. Kicking and Screaming. Oh, I love that movie. It's number 27 out of 39. I love that movie. Casa de Mi Padre. Lifeblood that fuels the dreams of children. Casa de Mi Padre. Oh, I never saw it. Number 25 is the producers. How dare you? Starsky and Hutch? I didn't even know he was in that movie. He is. It's very funny. The Campaign. Forgot that movie existed. Oh, but well, I love that it. should be way higher. I love that movie. Blades of Glory. 
Curious George. Great movie. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. He has like, he's barely in it. Yeah. Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of the Fire Saga. Yeah, doesn't that belong at the bottom? Didn't, wasn't that movie like a flop? I had no interest the in seeing it. The Deadly better be on here. I had no interest in seeing it. The only reason I wanted to see it was because Rachel McAdams is in it. Yeah. And I'm like, this movie looks like fucking garbage. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Downhill. Oh. That movie wasn't good. That's the one with Julie Louis Dreyfus. Where they're skiing in the avalanche. Hit, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he runs away. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, it was it a very great. weird movie. Melinda and Melinda. Nope. Oh, it's Will Ferrell in a Woody Allen movie. Oh, God. Dick? Hmm? <laughs> it's just called Dick. Hmm. Where is Will Ferrell, the legendary journalist, when you need him? That's all it says. Megamind. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Hmm. Maybe he's in these movies more than I thought he was. I feel like he wasn't in them very long, but if he's in two of them... Maybe he... Did... I would assume he plays the same character. Yes. Wedding Crashers. Okay. Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. I don't know that that one belongs up so high. I'm shocked that's number 11. Like, I, think, I enjoyed that movie. I think Kicking and Screaming should be higher. Should be The campaign should be higher. Definitely. Um, Step Brothers should be bottom of the list. This movie is fucking <laughs> terrible. It's not I, good. I don't hate it, but... It has funny lines, but yes. I'm like, this movie is not, like, it's not good. SNL tried to do this, and I'm like, I don't want to watch two very grown men act like fucking children for an hour and a half. Like, it's stupid. They don't act as young as that, though. But no, they yeah. don't act like they're nine years old, but, like, get out of your fucking parents' house. And then when your parents tell you you're 40 years old, get the fuck out. Don't throw a hissy fit. Like, how dare you? Like, no, this is stupid. Well, yeah. Also, like, no offense, John C. Riley. I don't buy that Catherine Hahn wants to have sex with you more than she does Adam Scott. I mean, I get it. There was more to it than that. Because Adam Scott was a miserable asshole yeah. in that movie. But, like. Yeah. As he is in most of his movies. Most of his movies, yes. <laughs> old school. The Other Guys. Another movie that's like, this movie isn't that good. I did my first desk pop! The only saving grace in that movie for me is, um... Marky Mark? No. God, no. The Wife? No. I mean, I do like Eva Mendes a lot. Um... Fuck! Samuel Jackson? No. The British guy who they, like, kidnap at the end of the movie. I forget what the oh, fuck his name is. I have seen it in so long. He was, Alan, he was in Alan Partridge. He's so funny. And I, Steve Coogan. There it is. Steve Coogan is his name. Oh, and fucking Michael Keaton also <laughs> makes that movie. You know who doesn't make that movie? Mark Wahlberg or Will Ferrell. <laughs> Everything Must Go. Terrible. Oh, God. That, that does not belong up this high. Awful movie. A rare, semi-serious role. Everything Must Go is the proof you need to wish Farrell made minute, wait a minute, wait these a kinds of movies more often. Terrible. Wait a minute. We haven't heard Stranger Than Fiction Number yet. six, Zoolander. Number five, Talladega Nights. <laughs> so is Stranger Than Fiction not on here? Number, si number four, the Lego movie. Oh. He's the voice of the bad guy. And then he plays the dad. At the, like when you find out this is the boy's playset. 
he plays the role of Brad Bauer because he comes downstairs and it's like, these are my Legos. You can't play with these. <laughs> but then through the power of whatever, like the son teaches him that these are toys. You can play with these. And then him and the son bond over playing with Legos. Oh, okay. Number three, Elf. Okay. Number two, Stranger Than Fiction. No, absolutely not. What? It doesn't belong up that high. I like that movie a Is lot. fucking number one? I mean, it's Anchorman. But where's Deadly Adoption? Number one, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Where's which, no shit, this is hands down the greatest thing Will Ferrell has ever put on screen. But is it, though? What would you put at number one? I don't know. But Anchorman is, is the only acceptable answer. I think Talladega Nights might be, should be number two. I, feel I mean, like Talladega Nights is good. It's so funny. But, like, as someone who doesn't care for Will Ferrell that much, it is, it, it is Anchorman. Anchorman is a fucking masterpiece. I I've thrown that word around a lot, I feel like, in these episodes, but Anchorman is so good. It's so quippy. Yes. The one-liners are amazing, but the story still makes sense yes. for a comedy. Like, it's not trying to be something it's not. Well, and it has, like, a lot of, like, quick one-liners Whenever I but see that shit, it still has it still has a plot, an actual plot. Whenever I get those Facebook posts that are like, "What's a movie line that you quote on a regular basis?" Don't act like you're not impressed. You dirty pirate hooker. You poop. <laughs> you poop, poop out. mouth. You poop, poop out, out of your mouth. mouth. Um. No, I, I like the. I like lamp. Are you just seeing things and saying you love them? Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Loud noises. Brick killed the guy. <laughs> like, there's so much. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's just like, it was, I thought it was very funny. I wrote it down in my diary. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, there's so many. You're a dirty pirate hooker. You, do you know who I am? I have many leather bound <laughs> books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Like, it's so stupid. Years later, doctors <laughs> would tell me I'm what people call mentally retarded. No, yeah. No, years later, I would be told I'm what doctors call oh, there it mentally is. retarded. There it is. But, like, just the way he says it. Baxter! <laughs> I am in a glass. I am in a glass case of emotion. Punted him. Milk was a bad choice. But that's why I think kicking and screaming deserves to be <laughs> news, higher. News team, assemble! <laughs> We've literally been here the whole time. Because oh, kicking and screaming has a lot of, like, one-liners. So I guess it's, like, not as well-known. <laughs> they missed a movie. We need, they need I'm, to. I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. They need to be told that they missed a movie. It was made for TV, but still a movie. I mean, you really have to appreciate the swearing in that movie, though, when you watch the unrated version. Yeah, don't you know I would never fucking yeah. say that? I would never fucking say Don't you say know fuck. I would never fucking say that? I would never fucking say the word fuck. <laughs> I didn't realize that was I'm pretty sure he says to someone, like, don't fucking touch me. Because yes. people crowded around him. Oh, my God. This is so good. Their periods attract bears. Well, what's the other thing he does? What's the other thing he says? Oh, I forget what the first thing he botches is. And then, um... Oh, the guy who plays the, like, 
head of the newsroom, Ed? Ed, who's now dead, sadly. He was so funny. I loved him. I forget what he says on the air. And he's like, God damn it, people. I've told you a million times. Anything you put on the prompter, oh. Burgundy will read. Oh, it's a question mark. Yeah, it's a, a question, question mark. mark. Whatever the news, whatever like, the news story is, it ends with like, uh-huh. like it's an upward inflection. And he's like, God damn it! Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? I've told you people. Anything you put on the yes. prompter, Burgundy will read. And then when they have their feud, she, she puts the F word. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Yeah. Great show, everyone. And then they're all, yeah, Neato. great show, everybody. Neato. <laughs> Top marks. Yeah. It's a great movie. Well, then Ed's like, I'm going to have to fire you, bro. And he's like, I'm going to have to fire you, Ed. Beep, boop, beep. <laughs> just walks past him. Do you even realize what you just said? And then it's like him in the office like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny. You're I an just... embarrassment to us all. That, like, creepy CGI girl head. <laughs> where, like, she's clearly not saying any of that. It's clearly. And it's like, why couldn't you just let well, him... Danny Trejo's the bartender and, like, shames him. Oh, yeah. No, and he says, like, yo, stop it. You're scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And they're at the fucking zoo. Panda watch. Pa- panda watch. Get out of here, you dumb panda. You're making me look stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. And he jumps into the fucking bear pit. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> Look, Ron, I'm riding a furry raptor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, Steve Brown, that's like... Paul Rudd in that fucking movie. David right. Koechner. That movie is like every single person is at the top of their game. Leave the mothers out of this. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. <laughs> I'm going to take your mama for a nice chicken dinner Would and you... never call her again. <laughs> Where'd you get those pants from? The, the, the toilet store? Yeah. <laughs> well, then they, made fun of, they made fun of Ron and fucking Steve Carell standing with them laughing. Yeah. Brick, get over here. And then they walk away and then they make fun of Brick because he's like, even the retard said something. <laughs> hand on Vince Vaughn and his news team and they walk away like we've defeated them and then Vince Vaughn's like come on guys even the fucking retard said something or like even the guy that can't think said so- he, he it's made- definitely something he yeah it might not be the word him. retard but they do use it a couple times they do but it might not be in that specific scene <laughs> and then he gets saved by Wes Mantooth mm-hmm. but god damn and you have the great cameos. Ben Stiller cameos in that one. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the big fight scene. For Telemundo. For Telemundo. And then The Rock. Or no, not The Rock. Will Smith is in the second one for ESPN. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more. There's tons. There's tons. In the Luke one. Wilson's in. I think he's in the first one too. I think Luke Wilson's in the first. Yeah, because Luke Wilson. CBS? I think Luke Wilson loses the arm. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Wilson loses the arm. And then when he's reporting at the zoo, I'm pretty sure his other arm yeah, gets yeah, ripped the, off. Yeah, uh-huh. He's got no arm and he's holding the microphone and the fucking clearly fake bear like jumps out of the enclosure yeah. and rips his arm off. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, oh so my... clearly that is his best movie. Oh my God, that movie is so good. Oh God. 
just talking about that movie just made me like, fuck, that movie is so good. And it's one of those movies where you remember the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, there's, like, one really funny scene. Like, you remember the whole... Hey, everybody! Come see how good I look! <laughs> this just in. This just in. I have a breaking news segment. Cannonball! Like, yeah. it's so good. Oh, I'm trying to look if there's any short guys. 13 cult classic comedies that failed at the box office. Oh, that'll be fun. Year one. That's not that funny. I didn't see it. I wanted to, but... It's okay. It's Jack Black and that... Jack Black, Michael Sarah, Paul yeah. Rudd, David Cross, Hank Azaria, Bill Hader, Horatio Sands, Harold Ramis, Paul Shear, and Matt Besser. It... I saw it. Like, it's... Is Horatio fun. Sands the one that's, like, a monster? Mm-hmm. Of course he is. Who's the other one? Ari Shafir? No, the guy from SNL who, like, you think it's Horatio Sands, but it's not. Oh. Shit. Yeah, I don't... I know exactly what he looks like, but I can't remember his name. I gotta look him up now, because... Because I would say Horatio Sands. And I know it's not... Horatio Sands is the one that's a monster. Yes. <clears throat> this guy's not. No, he's not. He's amazing. I love him, and I can't... Shit. That's going to bug me because I don't even know, like, I don't even know what seasons he was on to look up, like, what year. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, Bobby Moynihan. There you are. Mm -hmm. Love Bobby Moynihan. Oh, yeah. I should have just looked up DuckTales because he's in the new DuckTales. Um, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, wow. I know. I oh, it gives you here. So it cost sixty year one cost sixty five million to make only made thirty four million. Wow, that's a big flop. Wet Hot American Summer cost one point eight million and it made two hundred ninety five thousand two hundred six dollars. Wow. But I remember that that like it was Office Space. Wow. The movie's return was ten point eight million and it cost ten million to make. <laughs> it wait what it cost 10 million dollars to make it mm -hmm. and it only made 10.8 million dollars oh okay so was it not like a monument not a wet hot american summer flop right but still a, it, still it, it at least they were still the technically a flop right but not great mystery men i love this movie the film made the studio just 16 million dollars but it cost $68 million. Oh, oh, my God. Idiocracy. This movie is not nearly as good as people make it out to be. Um, Made for $4 million and only made about $500,000. Oh, Jesus. Pop star. Never stopped, never stopping. I did want to see this. I did, too. So, it was made for $20 million and uh, only made $10 million. Okay, so about half. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. What a fucking great movie. Wow. That's probably expensive to make. The president of Universal, Ron Mayer, even said, Scott Pilgrim, I think, was actually kind of a good movie, but none of you guys went, and you didn't tell your friends to go. But, you know, it happens. The film only made $26 million after theaters took their cut against its $60 million budget. Yeah. Man on the Moon 
cost $82 million to produce, but only returned 47.4. The Andy Kaufman movie? Yeah. What's weird is that's after the film repopularized by the 2017 documentary, Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. Then it tells you, like, here's what it costs. Brazil. Monty Python on the Holy Grail's Terry Gilliam created one of the most visually interesting and chaotic political satires in 1985's Brazil. I've heard about this movie. Cost $15 million to make, only returned $9.9 million domestically. Ooh. Hocus Pocus. Hmm. Was made for $28 million and domestically made $29 million. Okay, so, not again. Oh my god. Clue. The original Clue. With Tim Curry? With Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn. I didn't know there was another one. And Martin Mull. There was a remake. Oh. I forget when. I didn't know that. God, I fucking love this movie. This movie is so good. I'm surprised. Like, the older comedies, I'm always surprised that... Um, $15 million budget only made 14.6. Oh, well, okay. That's not terrible. That is... That might be in my top five it's not. really I it's definitely in my top it. 10 movies of all time i, I love that you movie you showed it to me for the first time but like it, i do like it i think it's i really love that movie to make a long story short too late <laughs> i'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife it's yeah <laughs> like it's that's another one I where it's got Madeline so Tom. many yeah where she gets all mad at the flames hot hot <laughs> uh, uh flames on on the side of my face, like it's so good, it's so fucking good. Well, that's the last one. This man is drunk. I hope you don't let him drive home tonight. No, we'll get him a car, a long black car, because <laughs> he's dead. A Christmas story. Oh. Um, does not give any semblance of money. I mean, how can it be a flop when it gets, like, that's, like... How can it be a flop when you don't tell me, like, everything else on this list? How much it costs to make and how much it made. Also, like, isn't it still making money from the fact that, like, TBS plays it for 24 hours? But this is, I think, it's only failed at the box office. It's a terrible movie. Number one. Oh, that's so sad. This movie cost $50 million to make. Oh, no. And it made $4.5 million. Oh, boy. That might be our biggest one. Directed by Danny DeVito. Oh, no. Matilda? No. So, um, I'm trying to think of anything else I can give you. It was disliked by both critics and audiences alike. Oh, no. And I think that's shameful. Have However, I ever seen it? Yes. Do I like it? You don't hate it, but you don't love it. And you don't love it nearly as much as I do. Uh, death to Smoochie? Death to Smoochie. <laughs> the Village Voice critic Jay I can, Haberman I can see. saying, This is the first Williams performance I've enjoyed since Aladdin. And that was also a cartoon. I mean, I think people fucking sleep on that movie. We just went on a whole tirade about every one-liner in Anchorman. This movie is littered with them. You talk about, to me, 
in the realm of dark humor, that movie is the yeah. fucking top. It does have... It... And dark humor from Robin Williams, that is his peak. Yeah. That oh, is yeah. his pinnacle of like, here's all the hilarious shit I can do with this obscenely dark material. And very adult. Very adult. And it's so goddamn funny. How does it feel being the most hated man in America in a country full of Neanderthals? I wear it as a fucking badge of honor. Yeah, and it it really uses curse words well. That's one thing yes. I give it. Yeah. It, he uses them brilliantly. Because uh -huh. they really, like, they do what curse words should do, where it really, it punctuates the joke. Take your hands off me. I'm Rainbow fucking Randolph. Yeah. I know where the door is. Yeah, like, it, it not only, like, because most of the movie he's pissed. But like, I don't know why. Traces anger, but it just there makes was a the time so much funnier. I've lost track of how many times I've watched that movie. There was one viewing. There was a scene where it's him and I forget his name, but it's the guy who played one of the Crinkle kids. Then he oh. plays a Rhinette for Smoochie. Um, they were like under a bridge after he kicks him out of his house, and he like brings him magazines and food and shit like that. And he sees whatever the magazine cover is. And it's that lady whose name I never remember. And Smoochie, Edward Norton's character. Um, not in the Smoochie costume. They're like, it's them as people and they're clearly dating. And he's like, first he takes my show. Then he takes my time slot. Now he takes my girl. And like, the fucking guy's like, calm down, Randy. Like, she's not your girl anymore. <laughs> I forget like grips him up and says something and then like beautiful camera work just this super wide shot of him screaming into the sky motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> like it just hangs for so long and i don't know why but the one time i watched it i was in tears i'm like that was so funny to me i well, mean it's definitely not my favorite movie when the irish mob comes into his house Throws him against the wall. Breaks the fucking coffee table. Alright, you spud-sucking fucks. I'm suing you, Riverdance <laughs> ass. I'm gonna send you all the way back home, eh? Oh my god, it's so... That movie is so good. And I'm so mad that more people don't... A, don't know it exists. And B... I can't believe it was that big of a flop. I can. At the, at the box office. I can. But, like, with... Robert, you would think, Robin you would think, you would think, directed by Danny DeVito, starring Danny DeVito, starring Robin Williams, starring Edward Norton, that lady who I only remember, like, when I think of her, she's from that movie, but she is in tons of movies. Tons of movies. Um, who the fuck else is in it? There's tons of people in it. Jon Stewart's in that movie. But, like... The amount of people who don't know it exists. It's Catherine Keener. She's in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. She's in tons of movies. Yeah. Like, her IMDb is expansive. Yeah, she's in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. If you ever... If I see a picture of her, I'm like, oh, it's that lady from Death to Smoochie. Harvey Firestein? Oh, my God, yes! He's the... The Parade of Hope. He's the guy who runs The Parade of Hope, which is just a mob, like, we shake down kitty show hosts for money. <laughs> like... And it's so, it's very, like, high concept, but also not. Is that Tim Titan? No. 
Definitely not. No. Like, real quick, it looks like him. But I bet. It's not. But, like, oh, my God, that movie is so good. Like, oh, it's just so, that movie is so fucking good. I'm glad it, it's getting recognition from somebody in the Village Voice. Thank you. I mean, clearly a giant flop. That's kind of sad, but. Oh, it came out in 2006. Seth so, the like, Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was, like, a lot newer than you think it is. Well, because I was wondering, like, was Edward Norton, like, big enough that, like, he would have had a pull? But Definitely. Life Club came out in 99, so. Yeah, which is, like, I don't get why this movie flopped. And he was in American History X before that. Like, what was Robin Williams in around that time? I know Aladdin came out in 93, 93 but, like, I don't know what else he was in leading into this movie. Um. Was he Belfast? Uh, that might have been after Death to Smoochie. No, it would have been before. How do you know? So, Mrs. Oh, no, right after. So, Mrs. Doubtfire was 2003. Insomnia. Great movie. 2002. And Death to Smoochie, 2002. One Hour Photo, 2002. Oh, my God. AI, 2001. Bicentennial Man, 99. Like... It's so... He had, like, Goodwill Hunting, Dr- What Dreams May Come, Patch Adams. The more like, you he... talk about it, it's like, how did this movie do so badly? Yeah. Like, were people really that turned off by the trailer? Well, and I was, like, wondering, were you, did you think, like, oh, I don't want to see Robin Williams in a movie like that? Well, you already watched him in One Hour Photo. And Insomnia. Insomnia came out afterwards. So it's One Hour Photo... Death to Smoochie. Oh. Insomnia. Okay. At least that, I would assume they're by release date, but they're all 2002. Yeah. Weird that that's his 2002. That's a weird 2002. But, so, but it's not, you can't even say like, oh, well, people were turned off by Robin Williams in a more adult role. Well. Yeah. Well, that's that's so three weird. movies in a row that it was a more adult role. He makes those dick cookies. Like. It's just weird. And like Edward Norton was in, like you are, he's already, yeah, like I popular. I was wondering, like, did it come out around when the Hulk came out? <laughs> no. I need like a documentary now, like why this movie flopped. I need like a Netflix documentary and, like, why about why it this flopped, movie like hard, like big time. It like, wasn't like these fucking movies where it's like oh, forty million dollars, yeah. in the negative. It's not one of these on this list where it's like, oh, it cost us forty million to make it, and it only made thirty nine point eight, or like, made, yeah. or made forty one. Yeah. Like this was like, oh, it cost us a hundred million dollars to make it, and it made two million dollars. Yeah, because it said what fifty and four. Like that's outrageous to me. I mean, there were other movies on that list that made more money than this movie that were like worse. That's a sh- that's such a shame. Yeah, that's. I'm really, like sad about it now. Really weird. I would I would not have put that as like such a big. I mean, that is a movie. If there's anybody who ever asks me, or if it's a Facebook article, whatever, any of those fucking like, what's a movie that you think people have never heard of, whatever, or like, what is a movie that you always recommend to people? Right. I always, always, always. I have seen tons of movies ranging from Oscar winners to independent movies you've never heard of. Right. I've seen. So many. I always recommend Death to Smoochie. <laughs> I think that movie is so good. 
I think it's so criminally underrated and criminally underappreciated. Well, and clearly, it always has been. God. We'll probably close with this. Um, so Esquire was the one who did the Will Ferrell movie ranking. Mm-hmm. This is every Steve Carell movie. Oh. Is his number one Anchorman? I don't know. Curly Sue, number 32. Okay. John Hughes... Steve Carell's first film appearance was in this disaster. John was in this John Hughes disaster, released the year after he wrote and produced Home Alone. Oh. Our man Carell briefly appears as the obedient waiter Tessio. Oh, okay. So, so he's barely in it. Yeah. Oh, thirty-one is dinner for schmucks. Oh, okay. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Oh, catcher got hit in the. Back. How? Dare you? Number 30 is The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. That movie is fucking hysterical. Oh. How dare you? What else is higher on this list? Sleepover? While the movie itself is your basic teen comedy, Corral is actually pretty damn funny as a mustachioed security guard doing the Paul Blart thing better than Kevin James in what is a pretty good precursor to his adult boy 40-year-old virgin character. Fuck off that that's... I haven't seen this, but, like, fuck off that that's better than The Incredible War, Burt Wonderstone. Yeah. I think people shat all over that movie, and I think it's amazing. Steve Buscemi, Alan Arkin, Steve Carell, Jim Carrey, yeah, Olivia like, Wilde. The, yeah, I forgot who the main guy was. Fucking Evan Almighty is better than Burt Wonderstone? Get the yeah, fuck out of here. Cafe Society? Never heard of it. Just another Woody Allen movie, but this one has Steve Carell in it. He has Woody Allen, too. Freeheld. Carell plays Stephen Goldstein in this film based on a documentary of the same name about Laurel Hester's fight to get her pension benefits transferred to her partner after her death. While the film had its heart in the right place, the issues outweighed its message. Bewitched. That movie was bad. Come on. I don't remember where this was on Will Ferrell's list, but you are not going to fucking tell it was, me. It was low. That it's better than The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Okay, you have to let that one go. I can't. When I come across these movies that were terrible, I can't let it Bewitched go. Bewitched was really bad. Evan Almighty was really bad. I think Bewitched was worse than Evan Almighty. Get Smart. Loved that movie. That was good. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very yeah, Bad Day. Know. Didn't see it. It's a Disney movie. With Jennifer Garner. Yeah, I don't really care for Jennifer Garner. That's probably why I didn't see it. It's also, like, if you read the book, it's, it's that's not your stuff. Number two. 22, sorry. Despicable Me 3. Okay. 21, Dan in Real Life. Oh, I remember that one. Date Night. Okay. Beautiful Boy. Oh, God. What a I great, didn't... serious role for Steve yeah, Carell. I didn't see that one. I did. It was very good. Despicable Me 2. Okay. His number one could be Despicable Me. Over the Hedge. I actually think his number one is going to be Crazy Stupid Love. Over the Hedge is a decent movie. You should watch yeah, that I one. Yeah, Tony would enjoy that one. It's animated. Uh, yeah, I know. Animals. I remember. Like Bruce Willis is in it. Carell's second most popular animated film actually seems like a good metaphor for Trump's America in 2018. Oh, okay. I haven't watched it recently, but maybe. Sure. Um, Hope Springs. Oh, uh, 
why do I vaguely remember this? Do you want to watch Steve Carell, Tommy Lee Jones, and Meryl Streep talk about sex? Hell yes, you do. Why does that sound very familiar to me? Mm, I didn't watch it. I didn't either, but that description... Maybe... Maybe I think, it was on somewhere. No, I think Tommy Lee Jones... I think I remember trailers for this. I think Tommy Lee Jones and Meryl Streep are married, and Steve Carell is, like, their therapist. Oh. I think. That sounds very familiar to me. And I didn't see that movie, but I want to. Last Flag Flying. Good movie. Another good, serious movie from Steve Carell. That's him, Brian Cranston, and Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, I remember... The somber dramedy about three former yep. Marines traveling to bury the body of a man killed in the Iraq mm -hmm. War. Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. The Way, Way Back. Holy shit, you need to see this movie. This is the movie that I always forget about and I forget you haven't seen it. It's so good. Steve Carell and Tony Collette and Sam Rockwell. So good. And Steve Carell plays such a fucking piece of shit in this movie. Oh. Oh, he's such a fucking piece of shit in this movie. Is that the one where he has the little people? No. Oh, God. They haven't even talked about this one yet. Please tell me that's not <laughs> even... This better be old. Because you're not telling me that fucking movie was better than <laughs> The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Isn't that, that Kristen Wiig's in that one, I think. Does she play the neighbor? I don't remember. That movie was so weird. I didn't watch it, but like the trailer alone was you like... You didn't watch it? I watched it. I didn't. Weird as shit. I wanted to just because it was Steve Carell. It was weird. Like the cast, if you want to watch it, but like everything else about the trailer, I'm like, definitely no. watched it. I did not watch that movie. And if I did, I fell asleep immediately because yeah. I remember yeah. nothing you about may that have, movie. Because it was, it was... Um, no, The Way Way Back is him and Tony Collette. I don't know if they're like... If they've been married or if that's like her boyfriend or her new husband, I forget. But uh, Steve Carell is a total piece of shit to the, the boy, the son. Total oh. piece of shit. And they go on vacation somewhere and then Sam Rockwell works at this water park and that's where the kid starts working. And like it's clear that his like fatherly figure over the summer is Sam Rockwell. Oh, okay. And the people at this park are like his family because Tony Collette's also kind of like a absent-minded mother oh okay and then i'm pretty sure you very aggressively see steve carell like basically cheating on tony collette at a party they're having in their backyard oh, God. and I, I forget steve carell was such a piece of shit in that movie but that movie is so good it's such a good movie he's also surprisingly jacked in this film is oh. what someone said here um knocked up oh yeah this might be kind of high for a film in which Carell only has a brief cameo appearance as himself. Fuck off. This does not count. No. This is this is basically an honorable mention because you're barely in this movie. Yeah. Number 11. Despicable Me. Wow. Your top 10 Steve Carell movies. Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh, okay. Bruce Almighty. Uh-huh. Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. His number one's Anchorman. Number seven, Anchorman, okay. The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Number six, oh, Battle of the Sexes. Oh, yeah. I forgot that movie existed, and it's so good. Yeah, that was a great movie. We saw that one in theaters. Mm -hmm. That was a good movie. That was really good. That was another one that I feel like did not... You talk about actors who have never been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. 
like why was he not nominated for that movie there's why was emma stone not nominated for that movie yeah I, there's a lot of them on this list that i've already mentioned the yeah. way way back is one like there's tons of them where it's like how have you never been nominated for an oscar mm-hmm. for anything yeah and he does shit like he's in movies that the trailer bugs the fuck out of me because it's some dumb dipshit actor it'd be like fucking matthew mcconaughey and steve carell uh-huh. and then what do you see academy award winner uh-huh. matthew mcconaughey and then the next fucking name card just says steve carell and i'm like no. how in what world nominee it says nominee because he has been nominated for what oh I... Foxcatcher. he was yeah. nominated for Foxcatcher. okay he was nominated for one movie out of however many but like how in, in what universe are you telling me there's justice right. when matthew mcconaughey has an oscar and steve carell doesn't come on like that horse shit when you gave fucking DiCaprio one for the Revenant, and you're basically saying like we're tired of people asking when this is gonna happen. Right, we'll give Just him one. take he it. Had three lines. We'll give it to him for this one. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Why this movie? Yeah, why not the Wolf?" Even of people Wall who loved that movie were like, "Why this movie?" How about the Wolf of Wall Street? Number five, Crazy Stupid Love. Oh dang! I thought that was gonna be number one. I do love that movie a lot. The Big Short. Holy shit. I have a feeling there's movies that I'm like... You need to see The Big Short. Yeah. Like, desperately. Foxcatcher is number three. I still want to see that movie. I'm so mad I haven't. But That's I the boxer one, right? Uh, Wrestler? Wrestler. Olympic gold medalists. I don't think it's even streaming anywhere. This is the problem. Number two. I don't agree with this. The 40-year-old virgin. Oh, no. And number one, Little Miss Sunshine. Seriously? Long before any of his dramatic or even... the dad? The uncle, I think? It's been a while since I've seen that No, movie. Greg Kinnear's the dad. Greg Kinnear is the dad. Alan Arkin is the grandpa. the grandpa. I love Alan Arkin. Um, long before any of his dramatic or even dramedy roles, Carell proved his vast emotional range, playing the depressed and suicidal scholar Frank who attempted to take his own life after a failed relationship with a man. That might sound bleak, but Carell brings his heart and humor to the role that aligns to the greater emotional complexity of Little Miss Sunshine as a whole. I, I saw that movie once, like when it first came out. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I want to see it again. I thought it was a good movie. Okay. I didn't. Ag- his list was a little bit more controversial than Will Ferrell's. Will Ferrell's was like, okay, I yeah. would have juggled a few of these around, but for the most part... Yeah, I didn't agree with, like, almost any part of that list. I think I would have put the 40-year-old version, like, virgin further down. I'll give you maybe in his top ten. I'm not giving it number two. No. I would have put, I still would have put Anchorman over 40-year-old virgin. And I'm harping on it, but, like, you're not going to tell me in The Incredible Wonderstone is, like, his second worst movie. No, Bewitched is his second worst movie. Evan Almighty is not better than Burt Wonderstone. Like, I mean, at least they're down there. Granted, the Jim Carrey parts of Burt Wonderstone are, like, unbearable, but... And I love Jim Carrey. And they're not... No, I shouldn't say they're unbearable. They're gross. But he's supposed to be, like, Chris Angel, so of course they're gross. Well... Because it's him parodying Chris Angel. Right. So it's like, watch me put this fucking mm-hmm. card into my eyeball. And it's right. like, ugh. Yeah. And at the end, he just puts that nail in his head. And then he fucking has severe brain damage. <laughs> I, I remember watching it, I just don't remember. And it's the great, when you watch Jim Carrey do his great facial and body work, because he fucking hits that nail in, and it's clearly a fake nail, CGI'd, whatever it is. And the second it's fully, like, 
his fucking eyeball just like just one eyeball just like lists i forget if it goes in the middle or out to the side but like you just see one eyeball just like i mean jim carrey does do those things it's very very well you need someone to do like physical comedy or like the stuff he does with his voice when he like tells jokes like like with well, the Grinch. They've, they've talked like, about it a lot with him, like, when he used to do stand-up. Go look up a clip of him, like, doing an impression of Clint Eastwood. He changes, like, every muscle in his face yeah. to look like Clint Eastwood yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like, a real physical comedian. And, like, I don't, I don't care for him in his earlier comedies where he was, like, really yeah. doing that. But it's not... It's because of the content of the movies. I just don't find that, like, kind of humor funny. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I just keep slipping and farting and slapping myself in the face and, like, whatever. Like, I just... It's, Slapstick. It's, but it's, like, over the top. Yeah. And a little bit, like, on the grosser side. But I still think that his ability to do comedy that way is impressive um so we will actually end on this these are very quick 15 quick facts about fraser oh because i know how much you love fraser because it's getting rebooted and it is getting rebooted well hopefully it's been picked up right it's like pretty certain to it's like basically confirmed um kelsey Grammer would learn his lines the last minute he also would rehearse only once wow he calls it the he calls this requisite disrespect and does it to add spontaneity and energy. Oh, okay. There were two Eddies. Uh-oh. Eddie was played by father and son Moose and Enzo. Oh, so cute. A dog dynasty. Eddie was a fan favorite. The dog got more fan mail than anyone else in the show. <laughs> the Cranes are family even across universes. David High Pierce and John Mahoney played Kelsey Grammer's brother and father in both Frasier and The Simpsons. Oh, okay. I knew that. Scientology kept Kirstie Alley away. She's a Scientologist, and they don't believe in psychiatry or shows with nonsensical themes on it. So she wasn't on Frasier because she doesn't believe in psychiatry. Why was she on Cheers then? He was not. Oh, he wasn't on it The show wasn't... No, he probably was, but the show wasn't about him. He was just a character on the show. Right, right. That was just his occupation. The dog was a robot. What? That's how John Mahoney described him, as the dog wouldn't react to anyone or anything except his trainer. Oh. (laughs) Niles was created for David High Pierce. He was cast based on the fact that he looked like Kelsey Grammer. Moose's trainer gets a shout out. An opera singer in one episode has the same name. Oh, that's fun. The original Eddie came back. Eddie's original actor Moose was brought out to get his final bow during the finale's taping. Aww. Frazier shared a set with I Love Lucy. Also with Cheers, but that's less surprising. Oh. Eddie wasn't friendly, just hungry. To get the dog to lick the actors, they had to liver paste smeared on their faces. Ew. The Eddies didn't get along. Moose and Enzo, the father and son dog pair that played Eddie, hated each other and would begin fighting whenever they were in the same room. (laughs) Oh 
Kelsey Grammer and David High Pierce could be real brothers. Not only do they kind of look alike, but both are Yale alumni and classic piano players. And they're both in Frasier? Yep, that's another thing. The dog flew first class. Moose the dog flew first class to events. That means he's ridden first class approximately 100 more times than you will ever ride first class. Then you will ever ride a plane, is what it says. Jeez. And finally, Frasier is getting a reboot. It's coming from the creator of a Twitter dedicated to pitching Frasier plot lines. Except, expect a full Cheers expanded universe by 2023. That could be fun. I could see that. That'd be fun. What? The idea that it's being created by someone who runs a Twitter account that is just dedicated to pitching Frasier plot lines. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be only that. No, but that's who's, like, going to be the head writer, I'm sure. That's fun. I enjoy that. I, um... I do enjoy Frasier. I think more... Like, there's... I'm not saying all of it, by any means. God, no, am I saying all of it. But, like... There's a lot of content like that on the internet where it's like, why don't these people have more writing jobs? Right. Like, there are some geniuses out there when it comes to writing plots for TV shows and movies or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you should be doing, this is what you should be doing for a living. Yeah. All right. We actually got a lot more out of that than I thought we would. There was a lot more articles there than I thought. They were all, they were a little connected kind of like tv movie oriented minus the baby names but i must say i wasn't writing some of these down so now i have to remember what we talked about um but i guess the baby names are so relevant but if you were trying to go for a theme we had a little bit of so the underrated actors actors who were never nominated baby names best will ferrell best steve carell Frasier Facts. Yeah. Was that it? Uh-huh. Are you sure? No. The box office flops. Oh, right. The one with... I'm like, there's something we talked about before Steve Carell's thing, and I don't remember what it yeah, was Yeah, the now. Death of Smoochie. Yes. yes. Yeah, cult movies that were... Cult movies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us once again. We, uh... Hope you enjoyed. Hope you've enjoyed the past couple of shows that we've done. We're going to keep cranking them out. Episode 70. Hard to believe that we've done 70 of these, but... Well, I haven't. Well, you haven't, but (laughs) I guess technically only I have done 70 episodes of these. But you've been in a good majority of them. Yeah. Now. Then I'll take a hiatus. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. We're just assuming I'll be taking a hiatus. You'll definitely be taking a hiatus. <laughs> At least for a little while. Just don't know how long it will be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our current child doesn't sleep. So, I don't know when you think you're going to have time to record a podcast. Yeah. With a I mean, new maybe baby. maybe in the middle of the daytime. With a new baby and a three-year-old <laughs> who's just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, sleeping's for sissies. <laughs> sleeping on the dead. Yeah, pretty much. That's his, <laughs> that's his MO at the moment. All right, folks, thank you for joining us. We love you. Have a good night.